Hey everybody, this is Linda Weber with Soul Purpose Ministry out of Keshockton, Ohio. Glad you joined us tonight. Just want to get on here for a while and just uh, kind of stir you up a little bit and just remind you to, to keep that fire burning. Now more than ever, we have to uh, keep an eternal focus, keep our eyes on Jesus, keep plowing through. And, uh, you know, God, he's, he's still on his throne. He's aware of everything that's going on, and he's going to bring us through the other side, right? We have the victory through Jesus. So I just want to get right into this. I just want to um, just talk to you tonight about keeping an eternal focus, keeping your eyes on Jesus, and just being so full of him. You know, uh, somebody said one time, uh, he said, you know, that we should be so on fire that people have to get in the fire with us to find it, to find us, you know. And uh, I want to be, I want to be so full of Jesus that when people look at me, they say, I see Jesus in your eyes. I hear Jesus in your voice. I feel Jesus in your touch. So, you know, Jesus said that we would do the same things that he did and even greater things than these because he was going to the Father. He said, miracles, signs, and wonders would follow those that believe. So that's for every born-again believer. That's you tonight. And, uh, you know, maybe if, if you don't even know Jesus, the one that I'm going to be talking about tonight, I'm going to give you an opportunity before this program ends to give your life to him. Because uh, at the end of the day, you know, 100 years from now, what's going to matter? It's not going to matter what kind of car you're driving, how many clothes you got in your closet, what kind of house you have. What's going to matter a hundred years from now is do you know Jesus and who did you bring with you, right? A lot of people, they get so tied up in their problems in everyday life. And, uh, you know, I know some people, they get upset when they wake up and their internet, internet don't work, you know, and it ruins their whole day. So uh, we can't be like that. We got to keep our, we just got to keep our focus. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Um, giving him your all. You know, the only thing stopping you from getting close to Jesus is you, you know. You, you know, we can't, you know, you could try to blame the devil. You could try to blame other people. But at, at, you can try to blame your circumstances. But at the end of the day, the only one that is stopping you is you, you know. We, you know, my husband, he used to say, we're the maker of our own life. You know, we're the maker of our own demise, you know. So uh, you really don't have anybody to blame but yourself, you know. So, so it's time for us to get on fire for God and stay on fire for him. Because there's a lost and dying world out there that need what we got. You know, we have the hope that people are looking for. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people, they're looking, um, they want to be a missionary to another country. And, you know, it's like, are you even touching the people around you? Are you even ministering to them? You know, if you're working a job right now, that's your ministry, you know. We have to keep an eternal focus and we have to spend every day, uh, you know, wake up every day and just say, God, here I am. What do you want to do today? Lead me to somebody that needs to hear the gospel. The gospel means good news, and uh, that's, what, that's what we're here for, you know, is to go out and tell a lost and dying world that God loves them. He's a good God, and he loves us. He loves every person. The Bible says that God is patient. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So the worst person out there, the worst person that you know, God loves them, you know, and he has a plan and a purpose for their life. 
So, um, you know, we need to, if we keep this eternal focus, we keep our eyes on Jesus, uh, you know, we can't help but go out and tell a lost and dying world that God loves them. When you are in love with somebody, you're going to tell everybody you know about them. And uh, so we need to fall in love with Jesus. We need to return to our first love. We need to keep that fire burning, right? Well, I want to read some scripture to you. Let's go to John chapter 15, starting in verse 1. Uh, Jesus said, I am a true sprouting vine. Let me just tell you, I'm reading now the Passion Version. And uh, I, I like it. I, I use the King James Version normally when I'm preaching, but um, I like the Passion Version. Uh, let, let's just read this. In John 15, verse 1, I am a true sprouting vine, and the, far, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. So you must remain in life union with me. See, this is where I want to get to tonight. You must remain in life union with me. For I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to me. Okay, I'm the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. If a person is separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. Let's just pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you are who you say you are and you do what you say you do. Father, you said your word will not come back void, but it'll accomplish what you intend, the purpose that you intend for it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would touch every single person that is viewing this program tonight. Lord, you know the needs that they have, and I pray that every the fire of God would fall right on them, Lord, as they're listening to this broadcast tonight. Lord, I thank you. You said your word. Uh, you, that the anointing destroys the yoke. So whatever yoke of bondage that they're in tonight, Lord God, I thank you it's destroyed by your presence and your power. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're gonna do in the lives of the people here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So he said, in, Jesus said in, in verse four, so you must remain in life union with me for I remain in life union with you. See, there's a big difference between religion and relationship. Religion is man's vain attempt to reach God. And relationship is God reaching down to man through Jesus, through his son, Jesus. And listen, we have to remain in, in, in fellowship with him. Relation, relationship is a 24-7 thing. You know, and uh, religion, some people, they meet with God on Sunday morning for an hour, do their religious duty, and then go live like hell the rest of the week. You know, that's not, listen, that's not what God intended. He wants a relationship with us, a personal relationship. And when you fill yourself up with him, when you get to know him, you know, uh, you're going to do exploits for him. Amen. And you're going to, when you have that relationship with him, everywhere you go, people are going to notice a difference. And 
they're going to sense the power and presence of God on you and wh wherever you go. So that's what Jesus is saying. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Stay in life union with me, you know? And uh, so, that, and that, now let's go over to uh, Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. All right, and let's go to verse 15. And I, I'm going to need to know exactly where I'm at with time here, too, every once in a while. Okay, so... Um, all right, so in verse 16, now before Jesus left, he gave us a great commission. And listen, I heard this preacher say one time, he said, the great commission was not the great suggestion, okay? Jesus didn't suggest that we go do these things. He said he commanded us to do this, okay? So this is what Jesus said before he left, because he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you, you know, and when I get done, I'm going to come back and get you. You know, Jesus is, he's coming back. He's coming back sooner than we could ever imagine, okay? And uh, so we need to be ready, amen? But while we're waiting for him, we need to keep that eternal focus. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus, okay? And we need to continue to do what he's called us to do. He's got a plan for you. He's got a purpose for you, okay? You've not gone one sin too far. We we'll say a prayer here in a minute. And uh, listen, if you if you are feel disconnected from Him, you're going to be connected back to Him tonight. Amen. And uh, listen, it's it's time for all hands on deck. You know, there's there's not one believer out there that that God is not going to use in this day and hour that we're living in. And uh, it's just time to to get over the things that we've been going through and let's get on fire for him and stay on fire because there's people in your life that he wants to reach through you. Right. That's what I was saying. If you work in a job, man, that is your mission field. That's your mission field. Don't ask to go to another country when right now you have a mission field with the people that are around you. When you when you touch those people around you, God will give you more people. Okay. So in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, now this was Jesus. He said this to us. He said, he said to them, as you go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. Whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved. And whoever does not believe the good news will be condemned. And these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will drive out demons in the power of my name. They will speak in tongues. They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. And they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. After saying these things, Jesus was lifted up into heaven and sat down at the place of honor at the right hand of God. And the apostles went out announcing the good news everywhere as the Lord himself consistently worked with them, validating the message they preached with miracle signs that accompanied them. That's the great commission. Jesus commissioned us, okay, before he left, he gave us authority over all the power of the enemy, and he said, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Listen, Christian, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The Bible says that Satan is the God of this world, but greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Listen, you have authority over all the power 
power of the devil. You listen. The, uh, oh, I'm telling you right now, Jesus gave us that authority to use his name. He gave us every weapon that we need to be victorious over the enemy. So, uh, you know, we can't go walk around all depressed and defeated and sick and weak. Listen, it's time for the body of Christ to rise up and occupy until Jesus comes back. Amen. So the Bible says that no man who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Okay, so it's time to put your hand on that plow and plow through. Persevere, endure, press on. Okay, it's not a time to give up. It's not a time to go back. Have you ever, you know, you're looking back. Some of you are looking back at your past, you know, and you're trying to go forward. Have you ever tried going forward when you're looking back? You got your head, you're looking back that way and you're trying to walk that way. Eventually, you're going to run into something. You're going to fall. So it's time to leave the past behind and move forward, okay? Uh, the time is short. We don't have time to be messing around. It's time to get on fire for God and stay there. In Revelation chapter 3, God said, I would rather you be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'll vomit you. I'll spew you out of my mouth. So uh, listen, there is, this is like black and white. There's no gray area with this. God wants you to be on fire. He wants you to be hot. You have a fireplace in your heart. And uh, listen, the only one that can stoke that up is you. You got to keep your own fire burning, you know. Uh, some people drag through the church on Sunday morning. Stir me up, pastor. Stir me up. The devil's been after me all week. Well, the first thing I would say is why? What do you mean the devil's been after you all week? You should be after the devil. Amen. Huh? You should not be ch letting the devil chase you around. You stir put your foot down. You say, get, you know, get out of here, devil. Leave me alone. Amen. Use the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. I ain't got time for you. <clears throat> so put your hand on that plow and get plowing people. There's a harvest to be reaped, a harvest of souls. And, uh, it's, it's the harvest is white. It's, it's ready. It's ready to be reaped. And, uh, God's going to use every one of us to go out and win a lost and dying world to to him. You know, that's why Jesus came. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. Came to seek and to save that which was lost. So we need to stay hungry for God. Um, listen, when you, when you are full look, in the physical, when you're eating full, when I mean, when you're eating food, when you get full, you don't want anything else, right? Listen, we need, to, we need to develop a hunger for God. We can never get to where we're not hungry anymore. If you reach a plateau in your spiritual life, you're, you're getting ready to backslide. If you're not moving forward and you're not getting closer and closer to, to God, then there's a problem. That means you're not hungry anymore. So it's time to get hungry. And uh, listen, whatever you're hungry for, that's what you're going to fill yourself up with. You know, um, the Bible says that in the last days, there'll be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. So, uh, you know, if you're full, if you're, if you're hungry for pleasure, you know, and you're going to put other things in front of God, you're not hungry for him. You need to develop a hunger. You know, I pray every day. I say, God, give me a hunger for your word. You know, give me a hunger to know more of you. And, and uh, the Bible says that when you seek him, that you'll find him when you seek him with all of your heart. So uh, we need to stay hungry and fill ourselves up with him. Jesus said, those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. 
okay? So when you seek him, you're going to find him. When you seek him with all of your heart. We need to stay focused. The Bible says that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. So he knew he was keeping an eternal focus. Jesus was keeping an eternal focus. And he endured the torture and the pain and the agony that he went through on that cross. That he shed his life's blood for the removal of our sins. They beat him before they put him on that cross. They beat him to a pulp. You know, listen, and he did that so that we could be healed. Did you know that? Those stripes, 1 Peter 2.24 says, by the stripes that Jesus bore, we are healed. So he, he took the, that beating so that our bodies could be healed. And then he shed his life's blood so that you could be saved. That you could be saved from a devil's hell, you know. That blood removes your sins. He said he, that blood washes your sins away. He said he'll take your sins. God will take your sins and he'll remove them as far as the east is from the west. He takes your sins and he throws them into the sea of forgetfulness. You know, never to be remembered anymore. We're the ones that, bring, that, and, uh, that keep remembering our sin. And, you know, the, the Bible says that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And you have friends that you're hanging around with that keep bringing up your past. You know, it's time to let all that go and, and start over. It's a new day, a new beginning, a new start with him. Amen. So we need to stay hungry. We need to stay focused. There's an old song that says, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will grow strangely dim. I always say, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of your world will, str will grow strangely dim. So uh, get your eyes off of your problems and off of, um, you know, the things that you're going through and turn them upon Jesus because the Bible says that, that he'll keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. That's why the Bible says, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Whatsoever things are good and lovely and honest and pure and of a good report, think on those things, okay? So you got to take those thoughts captive. And when those bad thoughts come or, or thoughts that are not of God, take them captive and say, nope, I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to start, I'm going to turn it around and I'm going to think about something that lines up with the word of God. So keep your mind on him and you're going you're gonna to walk in perfect peace. And you know the Bible says let peace be your umpire. But if, you're, if you don't have any peace, listen, we have, we have a spirit of fear that is running rampant in the world right now. And the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And when you're full of fear, you don't have a sound mind. You're worried, you're anxious. You know, and uh, Jesus said, you know, cast all your cares, all your worries, all your anxieties on me because I care for you. So we can cast all that on him. We shouldn't be carrying all that around and worrying about things, right? Because he loves us and he cares about us. So uh, keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim. So keep up, stay hungry, stay hungry for him, you know, develop that hunger, get in the word every day and then stay focused. And um, then we need to stir up that fire. Remember, Paul told Timothy, he said, I remind you. So I'm on here tonight reminding you, stir up that gift within you. That one version says that inner fire 
that was given by the laying on of my hands at your ordination. That's what Paul told Timothy. He said, stir up, I remind you, stir up that, those, that inner fire within you that was given by the laying on of my hands at your ordination. See, we need to stir up that fire. That fire is in your heart. And, uh, you know, have you ever, like, built a campfire and then the, the flames start dying down because you haven't put any new logs on it? And, uh, you know, it, it just dies down and down and down. And before you know it, it's just barely burning. And then if you don't stoke that fire up, it's going to get cold. You know, the fire is going to completely go out. You're just going to have smoke, right? I think some, some Christians are sparklers. You know, they get on fire for God and they sparkle for a minute and then it goes out. You know, some, some Christians used to be on fire and now they're just smoke. Now they're just blowing smoke. So it's just time to get that fire burning. You know, I also often, often tell the story, um, you know, I grew up in an old farmhouse and we had a, a coal and a wood burning stove and that's how my dad heated our house and so he would have to go down the basement and open up that furnace and throw some logs on there and he had a big uh, metal poker stick he'd put them logs in there and he'd stir that fire up or he'd shovel some coal in there and stir that fire up and you know if he didn't get up in the middle of the night and get down there and put some logs on that fire or put some coal in there we would wake up and uh, it would be cold in our house because that fire went out. And listen, there's a lot of you that used to be on fire for God. I mean, you got saved. You was running around telling everybody about Jesus. You were so in love with him. And you were, uh, every everybody you prayed for got healed. And you know, you, uh, you had a hunger for the word and just on fire for God. But the cares of this life and the weight of the world and all the problems that we go through and maybe something major happened to you and you got mad at God or I don't know what it is, but some of you, you used to be on fire for God, but you're not anymore. You know, that fire is died out. You know, it's still smoldering a little bit. Well, I'm going to tell you tonight, let's throw some more logs on that fire and let's get that thing started again because God has a plan and a purpose for you. That plan and purpose, listen, he has not pulled that back from you. That plan is still out there. And God will take you right where you are tonight. And he'll, he'll put you right back on track. And uh, you will fulfill that plan and purpose that he has for you. Some of you are going to get right back on track with God tonight. Amen. So some ways that you can keep that fire stirred up is simply by talking to God. Prayer. Prayer is not meeting with God for 15 minutes a day in a certain position, in a certain place, at a certain time, you know? And, uh, you know, that's not what prayer is. Prayer is a relationship. Prayer is talking to God. I mean, you should be talking to him all day long, you know? Um, I, 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 I remind, it reminds me of a story. My little granddaughter, she was five years old, and I took her out to lunch one day when we were sitting there, and before we ate, I said a prayer. And, uh, you know, I, I said, come on, Kylie, let's, let's bow our heads and let's pray. And when I opened my eyes and I looked up at her, she was looking at me. And she said, why did you do that? And I said, well, I was thanking God for our food. I was, I was talking to God. And she goes, oh, she said, well, she goes, I talk to God all the time. She goes, when I wake up in the morning, I start talking to him. And I talk to him throughout the day. And then, and then um, I go to sleep at night. 
And then I get up and do the same thing. You know, to her, she already knew what a relationship with God was, you know. And, uh, of course, we pray over the food and all that stuff. I'm, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying a, a relationship with God is talking with him. That, that personal relationship with him where you're, you're talking to him all throughout the day and casting your cares on him and praising him. The main thing, the Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. Enter his courts with praise. So that's how you enter into his presence. You don't enter into his presence. Oh, God, I'm having a horrible day today. You know, and Sister Ethel needs this. And, and little Jimmy did that. And oh, my gosh, Lord, my, oh, I don't have any money. And I need this and I need that. And, you know, gimme, gimme, gimme. No, my name's Jimmy. You know, what kind of, what is that all about? You don't enter God's presence like that. You enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. And enter his courts with praise. And let me tell you something. When you do that, when you start thanking him, you just enter into his presence with thanksgiving. Lord, I love you. I thank you that you are who you say you are and you do what you say you do. You're a good God. Lord, I want to thank you for food. I want to thank you for, you know, clothes in my house. And there's always something to be thankful for. You can thank him. And then you start praising him. Oh, God, you're worthy. You're holy. You are the mighty Rose of Sharon. You are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, everlasting Father, mighty God, Prince of Peace. You know, when you start praising him like that, I'll guarantee you, 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 enter his presence like that by the time you get into his presence listen you're going to forget why you even went in there you're going to forget that you even have a problem <laughs> this is how you stay this is how you stay stirred up this is how you activate your that fire and get that fire burning you know so wow I'm, I'm telling you this time goes fast man i'm just getting started preaching and it's almost time to end this program i just can't believe it i want you to join me every monday at, uh, you know, every Monday, I, I want you to, you know, look on the program schedule and I want you to tune in and let other people know about this program. So anyway, I just want to encourage you, occupy until Jesus comes. He said, occupy until I come back, right? So uh, we, the anointing destroys the yoke. Listen, you are, you have the greater one inside of you. Come on, Christian. I want to pray with some of you in here tonight. And I want you to contact me. Let me know that you're watching the program. And, uh, you know, I can take criticism. And I can uh, let me know the good things that I'm doing and the, and the things you don't agree with, okay? And, uh, and we'll get on here every week. And, and I'm, I'm just going to enjoy my time with you. But I want you to let me know where you're watching from. Contact us. Soul Purpose Ministries out of Coshocton, Ohio. I want to pray with some of you in here tonight. If you don't know this Jesus that I've been talking about tonight, I want to pray this prayer with you. I want you to just say this prayer with me right now by faith and say it with your lips out loud. Mean it with your heart. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean with the blood of Jesus. I believe that Jesus died for me, that he rose from the dead and that he's coming back again for me. I'm saved, I'm forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Now, if you said that prayer with me tonight, I want you to, to write in and let me know, you know, email us or uh, 
you know, just get hold of us in some way with the information that's on the screen there. And uh, we, we love you, and we are going to continue to pray. Send your prayer request to us, and I promise you I'm going to pray with you and for you. And uh, I just want to say God bless every single one of you, and thank you for tuning in. And remember, no weapon formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you, you're going to prove them wrong. If God is for you, who can be against you? Okay? God bless you. Just continue to uh, pray for this ministry. If you want to partner with us, I want you to, uh, you know, all the information will be there on the screen. And connect up with us. Let us know that, you've been, that you're watching. Okay? God bless you guys. We want to hear from you. Just remember to keep that fire burning. Just keep it stirred up. Just picture that. Stirring up that fire, right? Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. I thank you for everyone that's been watching tonight. Lord, bless them. Lord, if they need a healing in their body, I pray that you'll touch them with your healing power. In Jesus' precious holy name, we thank you. We praise you, Lord. Amen and amen.